You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 528 for Monday, October 28th, 2018, except it's Monday, October 27th, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> but we can go with 2018. One take burns out. You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 528 <laughs> Damn it. for Monday, October 27th, 2014. Tonight brought to you by outmotoring.com. Nope, cravenspeed.com, <laughs> motoringbadges.com, and outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. And it's outmotoring.com. Take three. Too focused. You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 528 for Monday, October 27th, 2014. Tonight brought to you by cravenspeed.com, motoringbadges.com, and outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's outmotoring.com. Now that was perfect. Let's not talk about ophthalmology. Let's talk about Mini Coopers. Who's in? I'm in. Excellent. Hey, Everybody. As most of us that wear eyeglasses need them for you know actual sight and living. We all do. Everyone on the we show have, here wears glasses. Yeah. It's a uh, you know it's a it's a valid topic. In fact, I believe all members of the White Roof Radio Motoring File crew require some type of corrective vision. Although Gabe, Gabe got uh, he got LASIK. Oh, except again. Gabe got LASIK, so he sees stars at night. But he's had to. He's, what about, what he's about still wears glasses though. Nathaniel wears contacts, doesn't he? I don't know. I didn't know that. I think he wears contacts. I wear contacts half the time, so. Mm. Exactly. I wear contacts none of the time because it's cost prohibitive for me because my eyes are funny shaped. Anyway, let's do a show. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Stevie in Arizona to talk about Mini Cooper's Party on Monday Night Like, What the hell is wrong with me tonight? I, uh, you need contact lenses. That's what's let's wrong. Try one more time. Hey, everybody. It's Stevie in Arizona. Bringing you another episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. We're here talking about minis for you on a Monday night like we like to do. We've got uh, Todd Pearson with us from uh, Lenox, Kansas. Todd, say hello. Uh, hello. We've got the Reverend. Reverend Chadwick. He's there somewhere. He, he was here. He's praying now. He's off. That's, he's in silent he, meditation right now. He had to go off to meditate in silence. <laughs> and, of course, God. there he is. <laughs> yep. Gotcha. He's back. Yeah. Okay. Chad's having some <laughs> communications issues tonight. Uh, right. Yeah. Don't know what's causing that. And and then of course the new kid Alex is here. Alex, say hello. What's up, my homies? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, wow. I was like last week. You, you know, he's like, been thinking about that one for a week. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's what I was about to say. So <laughs> that's been working on it all week. I like it. Nice. We're here talking about minis for you on a Monday night, like we like to do. Um, who listened to last week's show? It was pretty awesome. I want to say thanks again to Casey List. You guys yes. should go listen to the. Uh, Accidental Tech Podcast. Go check out the few episodes of uh, Neutral and follow him on Twitter. He's a funny guy. Anyway, it was awesome having him on. Hope you guys enjoyed that because we enjoyed it a lot. I thought the show was really great. Yes, I, I enjoyed last week's show very much. Yeah, so did I. I, I know yeah, Alex I enjoyed last week's show because Alex has like a little man crush on Casey. Because <laughs> they drive, because they're matchy matchy with the BMWs. Yeah, matchy matchy BMWs, iPhone, all the nerd stuff. Yes, yes and Alex, Alex follows Casey all over the internet. It's so yeah, cute. Yeah, I track him down. Yeah, you're a total creep stalker. He would friend him on Facebook if either one of those guys were on Facebook. Uh, Facebook is growth. He's growth. Facebook okay. is dead. I uh, I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put the fork in it now. You're just gonna put the fork in Facebook. Just go. Yeah. Yeah. We're not talking about tech though. We're gonna talk about many stuff. We've got newspromotingfile.com. We have Ask Chad questions that we're gonna get to, and we have a brilliant um, interview that we t- we talked to our friend uh, Andrea Jones about what was the event she went to in Southern California it was a Mini Cooper event the, in Southern the California mini, the Mini Motoring Challenge in fact they just had one yeah, last right. weekend in New York yep. a lot of our friends from Philadelphia and New York New Jersey area went to it 
Right. So it's still kind of timely. So we got that coming there you up. Go. We got that coming up later tonight too. So this is all going to get another great big show for you guys. Hope you enjoy it. But before we do any of that, let's um, pay some bills. And I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Um, I don't know about you guys. I logged into Outmotoring.com tonight to check it out, see what's new, see what's hot. And I got probably got reminded. It's like, hey, you can sign up for the email newsletter just by putting your email address right here in this little box. You should totally do that. And if you do, what's a really cool part is you don't get, you know, like from Amazon and Warby Parker and who else do I get a ton of emails from? Anything else that I sign up for on the internet? And you get like an, like it seems, feels like sometimes you get like an email day from these people trying to like sell you more stuff. I'm ordering, they send you like an email month. And the only reason why they're sending you an email is to give you a new uh, coupon code for the new month. Pretty dang awesome. They also tell you about all the new stuff happening at outmotoring.com. It's really, really, really super rad. You should go over there. You should buy yourself something nice, something winterized for your car unless you live in the West and something to maybe get your car clean again or to repair your car tools, uh, car care products, all the cool swag for your person, hats, shirts, the fancy Puma shoes, all available outmotoring, outmotoring.com. Go over there and place yourself an order. Sign up for the emails of the newsletter so you can use your own 5% discount code. Save 5%, which is super awesome. And it takes like a second to do. Big deal for 5%. That's pretty strong. Go over there. Do it. Make this happen, people. I know you want to. Christmas is coming up too. Your favorite mini nerd is going to want something cool, and you're going to find it over at outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and mm, replacement oil filter element, Gen 1 six-pack. That's outmotoring.com. For those of you who are like, you know, really adamant about changing your oil, so you have to have six filters at a time, like our man Chad. <laughs> and if you sign up for the, uh, the email newsletter, he's offering a deal right now. It's $10 off any purchase over 100 bucks. See, look at that. <clears throat> That's pretty strong. Just saying. And with Christmas around the corner, come on. Almotoring.com. Go check them out, guys. Anyway, let's do some news from motoringfile.com. Maestro, if you please. Boom. <laughs> we really need to do the shuttle cast. Anyway, uh, we only have a couple news stories from Motoring File tonight. First of all, I want to make sure that everybody had the opportunity to watch the 7 minutes and 44 seconds. That was the unofficial front-wheel drive Nürburgring record done in a Mini Cooper. Which Thank you very much. Which amazes me because I've seen the that, that classic Mini, what was the VTEC Mini. Uh-huh. That thing was burning like 911s off the Nürburgring. Yeah, this guy did a 744. Yeah, I don't remember what the what that VTEC Classic was doing because that was a lot of horsepower to weight ratio. But I know right. this is a souped up. This video you're talking about now. I mean, this is this is especially. I mean, this was a race car. This right. is a, a race prepped JCW R56. It had the Drexler L limited slip diff. Uh, it's got special Dunlop tires on it. Uh, full roll cage. Blah blah blah. I mean, this is a race car. Yeah. I mean, there. You, if you look at the video, you can see there's no headliner. The door panels have been removed. It is race car. Still, it's a mini. And it's got 290 horsepower, and it went around the ring in seven minutes, 44 seconds. Anyway, I just wanted to – someone's got to say something about that, so that was me. It was very cool. I thought it was so cool. um, I got a question. What makes it um, official? Because this is unofficial, right? I think making it official is doing it during an official, like, uh, a Nürburgring time trial event. They, yeah, there's – I think this was more like, hey, let's put, the, let's put the Mini on the truck. Let's take it out to the ring. Let's see what it can do. We'll but it has nothing to do – yeah, blah blah blah. It has nothing to do with like the brand itself presenting a car to do the no. to do the actual. Okay, no, nah, it wasn't a press release or anything like that. So. No, no, no. It was some guy with the mini, the race car mini. 
I've, I honestly think there's like a special time that they actually do the testing. I don't know what makes it official. Maybe well, he wasn't they, using the right timing gear. What do you think, probably also They probably have a, a particular day that they allow those cars on there because they don't want just regular traffic out there. They want him to be able to have a yeah. a clear track. Right. And it's like, okay, Which he did. If, right. If you just have, you know. Uh, X amount of feet in front of you, type of thing. Before you, you don't have you some jack wagon. You don't have yeah, some jack wagon you know, and a Volkswagen you know, Beetle. You know, nine elevens <laughs> mucking up the pudding. The whatever. <laughs> right, right. Or you know, a Sabine in a van or something. You never know. I'm I don't sure know, man. I thought that was cool. Yeah, more funny. sophisticated time equipment too. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they do. I'll make sure we, I link up that video for you guys over in the show notes. Go back over to White Radio and check that out. So that's really cool. Yes, sir. Um, we also have uh, in news we have um, Mini USA aiming for a January launch for the five door, which or, is excuse me the four door hatch. Four door what hatch. Are we, we going to call it the five door? Are we going to call, call it the four door hatch? I, I'm calling it the five door because I've been doing that since the beginning. That's what it is. So so it is written. So it is done. We're calling it the five door. The F55 Todd go. And I do believe that it's that's the official nomenclature they're using internal inside Mini. Right. It's, it's the five door Mini. But anyway, uh, my point is there are. There are five door hatches or five door hatches anywhere the five door hardtop uh, right. sitting at the port right now waiting to be delivered to dealers and this is we're recording the show on October twenty third and sitting at the port at, yeah and these aren't going to be no at the port in the U S at, at ports there, there's ports already five doors in the States yes yes there are at the VDC just Absolutely. sitting there chilling yes sir yes sir there are wow and um and they're not going to be at dealers and on sale until January and I'm scratching my head. That doesn't make any sense. Why would why they would hold it? Yeah. Why would they hold it with sales where they are? Seriously. Oh, break, I know why. Why? Tell me. Why? Anyway, well, because the the car was originally supposed to be uh to be uh on 20. sale at the end of the year, mm-hmm. yeah. and they did not anticipate the uh, EPA blockage. Well, if you look so at the you, e- so you're thinking they were building these instead of. Hearts? No, so I'm no. thinking that uh, before the EPA blockage, you know, the the release schedule was still the end of the year. Yeah, and so also the car to, were scheduled to come on board, you know, be at dealers, yeah. so people could try, could uh, could test drive them, and right. then the EPA, you know, blockage it's arrived, and now they pushed right. the pushed the release, and so that's why we won't see them until hey, January. And, it's, and Todd, something else maybe is because these these might be 2015s. Well, and the 2015 model year doesn't actually start until what November 10th or something. Yeah, I don't. Um, no, 2015 model year started in uh, July. Oh well, then there you go. So go. Yeah, we've already got 20, 2015s are available at your dealer now. But a follow up to what you said about the EPA blockage. Um, now it's been reported, and and this is just uh, in the comment section over at Motoring File, was that they're lumping in the EPA ratings, like these will match the the five door hardtop and the regular hardtop, the Cooper right. S and the Cooper numbers will match. They're lumped together and averaged, which yeah. I think is a little odd, but it's the same car technically. Hardtop, right. same engine. It's not different enough. So, but I can imagine the, the five-door hardtop is going to be a little bit heavier because it's wider and longer. Uh, there's more doors. There's more hardware there. It's got to be heavier. So it it's got to be off by a little bit, not a lot. But anyway, they're making car dealers and car manufacturers lump in coupes and hardtop numbers together. Got it. And I think that's mm-hmm. just for testing purposes. So, but well, I I want to say one thing about the five door that I'm really the really really super excited about. Electric blue is back. Yes, love that color. I just yeah. always I, I mean Chad Chad you see that color every day, and I see that color whenever I go to my shop here in town. But man, that's just a nice color. It looks good it was, on this car. It always makes me smile though. 
Yeah, always. always. Hey, can Just I say right color. right now before this goes on sale in a couple of months is that I think at the price point that they set this at, I think it's it's amazingly inexpensive. This is only yes. a couple hundred dollars more than the than, hard top, than right? the regular hard top. You know, a couple hundred dollars to a thousand bucks. It's I, this is going to be a hot seller in my opinion. I really, I, I, I would have to agree. Um, I was shocked by the the sales of Countryman that they were as good as they were. I think mm-hmm. this is going to shock everybody at how good. Yeah, it's gonna this be. is going to this is going to come out and it's going to have Countryman numbers, if not better. I think because we've all been everybody here has been in the backseat of a Countryman, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, we've mm-hmm. ridden, ridden in the backseat of a Countryman. This has only got like an inch and a half less space, knee like front to back, like knee room, leg room, than the Countryman. That's not a lot, an inch and a half. I mean, I'm looking here and holding up a ruler. It's 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 not um, it's not. It's it's not gonna limit. You know, it's about as big as you know, about as big as what you know. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll edit that out, and you all can wonder what I said. There you go. So I'm looking right now at the at the five on the Mini USA Mini USA website. They're calling it the hardtop four door, Um, but base price on the Cooper of this car is going to be twenty one seven. Yeah, that's for a four door car. That's amazing. Yep. Twenty one seven. That's pretty good. Twenty one seven. That's a pretty good price. Here's the problem: is though it doesn't get as good as gas mileage as you think it should. Yeah, and that happens to be our final story from Motor File: is EPA has downgraded pretty much all minis ever built ever, at least from twenty fourteen <laughs> till now. Yeah. So and- uh, the EPA figures have actually been dropped not only for the twenty fifteen, which we've already seen and we've talked about, but they've also gone ahead and said, you know what, just for kicks, fellas. We're going to retest the 2014 cars. We're going to ding on the 2014s, too. Yeah, by as much as um, I didn't do the the latest math here, the Cooper S has dropped, I believe, 12%. And that's the 2030 From from 38 highway to 34 highway on the Cooper S with a manual transmission car. So that's 4 out of 34. That's 11.76%. Yeah, that's a lot. Right? That's basically... That's that's a lot. It was overstated. Like, if you bought a 2014 between March and July... And, yeah. and took delivery of the car. You got a Monroney sticker that the EPA basically says was overstated by eleven point seven six percent. Right. I don't know so what they're going to do about that. You were supposed to get but... thirty eight on the highway and twenty five in the city, and so EPA came back and said, "No, no, no. Let's try thirty four highway, twenty four city." My opinion is, if Mini sent out a hundred dollar vouchers. Now, granted, it was just merchandise vouchers. If they sent out hundred dollar vouchers to everybody who bought a two thousand fourteen. Because for the reason that the shift knob might come off in your hand. Well, yeah, that, that, that was a warranty thing, though. I thought they fixed that. They fixed it, but many, many voluntarily sent out a letter with a nice little note from David. Don't call me Dave Duncan. That <laughs> said, "We're giving you a hundred dollars of free stuff, mini stuff at right. the. You can buy accessories. You can buy T-shirts. You can buy, you know, motoring gear. Put it towards, put it towards luggage. Whatever you want. Hundred bucks. Here it is. Here's your voucher number because we feel bad that your shift knob may have come off, right? Maybe you think they're being proactive and say, well, don't get upset at us. We gave you $100. So what I'm saying is if they did that, if they sent $100 to people for that, what are they going to do for people who are like, oh, we're sorry you bought a car that you thought got better gas mileage? Now it gets I don't think this. they're going to do. I don't think they're going to do anything unless somebody says something. Yeah, and I'm 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 asking because somebody. because we talked about this and what about like the people that are new to the brand and they're just like oh I don't care I mean this car well, gets great gas mileage because I was driving a Hummer before or whatever they're driving that didn't now, get gas mileage all of the early adopters are people who are repeat buyers like yeah, that's true like ourselves yeah. who went in and said oh I'm willing to be the get-. not like DB because you've made it publicly clear 
that you are not interested in being an early adopter of a mini. Not you were, no, you've not already ever. gone down that road in 2003. Yes. Not doing it again. Um, no, so, but, but that's understood. But I'm saying those people who are like, oh, this is my fifth mini, and I bought it, right. and suck. Oh. It doesn't get any better gas mileage than my, uh, but, my 2012 or 2011. I guess, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. I'm curious. I'm just saying they set precedent and, yeah. and apologizing to people. Yeah, but they'll, Go, Chad. Yeah. They'll probably do something purely for the fact is they're going to look at it going, okay, we need to save a little bit of face and definitely take care of our customers. And it's, there's it's, only so many cars that are out there right now versus, oh, crap, all of the power string pumps failed on every single Gen 1 car. We've got to pay $800 per car per one million cars that came to the states. Uh, I don't okay, think it's that. Fa- I don't we think need it's to face. Dodge that, around. No, I don't think it's face that needs that 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 needs to be saved here. I think it, it's equivalent of of let's say a food company labeling a product and saying this has a hundred calories, and then somebody tests it and goes, "Wait a minute, it's got a hundred and twelve calories in it," and right. you're like, "Oh, that's a big enough difference that pisses me off." I'm going to sue or I'm going to be at least mad enough to raise a stink. And I'm like, who's going to be the person? It's not going to be me. Who's going to be the person that raises the stink and goes, wait a minute. I bought this car specifically because it said it got this. And now you're telling me, no, it doesn't get this or no, this is not it. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. The guy in the hemp pants on the poncho is the guy that's going to, you know, (laughs) it only takes takes one. And then they raise like a, you know. Raise up. Hands up if you're right now wearing hemp hemp pants. Hands up. Mm. (laughs) I don't think any of the clothing I'm wearing is made of hemp. Right. Okay. Me neither. Um, Because it's actually illegal to grow hemp in the United States. No. Whatever. So dumb. Anyway. And you know what makes this kind of even worse is the fact that they shrunk the gas tank, too. The fuel tank's not as big. Like in my car, I I mean, when I run it out of gas, I'm putting 13 gallons worth of fuel in it. Right. Right. And these new cars are what is it ten five ten point five? I mean, that's and, a huge difference. And so that's hundred miles. That's almost hundred miles of range. Not a lot if you think well, about your normal five jug gallon of gas that you normally have for your lawnmower. Okay, yeah, right. Imagine carrying two of those as you're walking down the street. That's all your car is physically carrying at any given time. Right. Now, I mean, obviously, back in the day when we were driving El Caminos and Novas with the twenty two gallon tanks. Right. Dude, my El Camino yeah. had two 20-gallon tanks, man. Right. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> obviously, we don't need to get to the 20-gallon tank, but, uh, you know, a 13 or maybe even a 15-gallon tank would not be unheard of. Well, the 13-gallon tank in the as... R56 was capable of going 400-plus miles, and that was with an S. The 13.2, yeah. yeah, it was 13.2 gallons, and then now in the Cooper, it's as little as 10.5. It was 13.2 in the Cooper before. But now right. it's shrunk to 10.5. So hold on yeah. a second. I'm going to do the quick Rain Man math on that. Um, 13. That gives you a highway is... mileage. Well, supposedly you should be able to go 400 miles on that tank. That is a drop of 25%. That's, 25, is... that's a 25% smaller tank. Yeah, that's huge. So if you filled up once, you filled up um, four times a month, you're going to fill up five times a month now. So I just figured out why they put in a smaller tank. Why? Because I got the visual, I'm picturing Chad walking down the sidewalk carrying two five-gallon jerry cans, right? <laughs> and kind of, you know, and then and I'm and I'm imagining doing that because we've all had to do that at some point because we all know people that own jeeps, and and jerry cans are heavy, and they're when they're full of fuel or even heavier. Gas is not light. Gas seven is heavy. Pound, seven pounds. And a I gallon. wouldn't be seven surprised. If, 
Seven pounds a gallon, exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised because that saves, uh, the, the what's that save, uh, 25 gallons. I mean, it's not a huge weight savings, but it 15. makes it a little bit lighter, which might, they, maybe they just did this, so we need to do something to knock the MPG, to bring the MPG up. Let's knock off another 25 pounds. Yeah, what did I say? By so putting in a smaller fuel tank. Here, I'll tell you the, right now what the weight on a full tank would be. Um, it's oh, plus the, plus the weight of the tank because it's, you're be, making yeah. the it's tank 19 smaller. Pounds. So it's 19 pounds, man. 19 pounds plus you're saving an additional, what, what do you think, Chad, 30 pounds just from the size of the tank? Maybe 20 pounds? Oh, I bet maybe five. No, so 40 pounds is 40 pounds. Well, I don't 19, know. Five Again, points. what the hell do I know? Uh, I'm just a, it's 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 plat it's plastic, but yeah, yeah, yeah I came up with a twenty-one pound difference basically between a thirteen and a ten gallon. You know, so yeah, I mean that's a lot. That's weight it that is, has to get moved. It is a lot. I mean, that's why you know people. I still to this day when we're putting brakes on cars, they're like, "Well, can't you just turn those rotors?" Like, no, they no. they don't turn rotors anymore. That's you know nineteen nineties technology. Now we're up to the point where engineers have figured out exactly how fast the metal wears. How fast your brake pad wears, and when you get down to the the zero amount of uh, brake pad, your rotors need to be replaced because they have just the right amount of mass on it, so that they're not warping, but they're also not this super heavy duty thing. So that when they're not wasting material, they're also getting better gas economy, rotational but, mass, you know, handling capabilities. All that stuff is. But very, you know what, Chad? Important. Back in the day, in our our early minis, two thousand two to two thousand six, when it came time for brakes. Like if your your uh, uh, brake wear sensor went off, automatically they would replace the rotors with it. It's they don't do that anymore. They measure uh-uh. them. They measure them and within spec. If right. there's enough millimeters left, uh, I don't uh, know what that number I've, is. But I've they, doubled up. I've doubled. I've gone two brake pads on rotors before. You can. You you, you can. And I'm doing. In fact, you, I'm doing it right now, and I should, but I shouldn't be. But I. I mean, I do. You, I've done it a lot. If you have good rotors. The the yeah. minimum, and you put another set of pads on, you can be just fine. But it all comes down to your braking too. I mean, we've How driven cars. That? It's like, they're like, I'm getting the shuttering. It's like, well, yeah, because you just pad slapped it last time, or the dealership that bought it just <laughs> pad slapped it. You know, it's like, ah, oh, it's got new pads, and and that's all everybody looks at. It's like, well, no. So what the the gigantic lip on the rotor there? It's like, eh, okay, but yeah, yeah. um, you know. Well, obviously, like anything that they do, it's like, okay, do our cars have towing weight capacity? Well, not officially, but in Europe it does have X amount, and they always make that that you know towing weight cap- capability for any car, no matter what it is, truck, van, SUV, whatever, you know, way under what it is because any you know, true-blood American is going to put an extra you know 1,000 pounds onto their towing capacity. <laughs> well, they're going to put that in beer in their boat that they're towing behind it, you know, right, to go exactly. to the lake. So, <laughs> you know, when when they say the, the minimum thickness of a front rotor is 20.4, yeah, it probably can really go to 19.3 or, you know, 15.8 even, you know, for some of those people. Uh, but... Um, you know, they, I'm sure they overestimate certain things like that because you can actually go a little bit longer, and they know people are going to. So yeah. if you give them a little bit different number, that, that saves a couple more lives. Well, and Chad can also attest to the fact that, speaking of brakes, and then we'll move on, that the brake wear sensor on the R56 especially goes off really early. Yep. You could yep, go at least does. a couple thousand more miles on the pad that is left actually on it once the brake sensor wears. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, we used to tell everybody up with to, a Gen 1 car, up to a couple you know, you would say, hey, you know, you've got one or two weeks and you're going to be, you're going to need brakes right away. So let's get you scheduled in. 
Gen 2 cars, it's like, okay, well, the light went off. You could go a couple more thousand miles, and yeah. you'd be just fine. But and we say yes, up to, depending need, yeah. on, yeah, not specifically, but up to that, depending on your driving style. Yeah, it all de- it all depends on driving style. Because right. I've seen guys go through pads. It's like, wow, I only got twenty six thousand miles out of this. And it's like, well, yeah, you're a little bit of a harder breaker. Dude, yeah, you seen- drive like you're on the Nurburgring every day yeah. in traffic. <laughs> I've seen guys that have gone, well, I've got sixty five thousand on this. What am I going to need brakes? It's like, well, you're doing good, dude. Like you are doing great. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah. I got it all comes down to I've the got fifty I got fifty out of brakes once. Maybe fifty five. And you were definitely in burnside mode. <laughs> oh, I was totally in burn well, I mean I'm forced burnside mode because I drive in traffic because right. I mean I have stupid yeah. commutes. Anyway, um I believe that ends news from motoringfile.com, does it not? I, I believe so. Just because I don't want to talk about EP numbers anymore. We're done. They bore me. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is uh this is this is just what it is at this point. It, There's yeah, nothing it to is, do about it. Is it is what yeah. it is. I mean, and that's my dad's thing to say and it really bothers me that he says that cuz he I know he stole that from Fox News, but <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I think now would be a really good time. Let's tell you guys about our friends over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com. This is a place to get all the really cool stuff for your mini. It's all custom crafted, made out of like unobtainium and other fancy metals that you just can't find anywhere else except at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com. The, uh, the mini disc is one of our favorites, of course. The N-Gage mount, the N-Gage system for the R56 is just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the CravenSpeed squeezy thing we're all big fans of, available for all the cars. You definitely need that on your mini. All good stuff. Go over there, click on the mini link, and the top of the page, you can find all the really neat things to get for your mini over at CravenSpeed.com. And when you're there, sign up for the email newsletter so you get updated when cool stuff happens on the site. And uh, if you'd place an order, which would be really cool, make sure you say thanks to them for supporting White Refrated. We really appreciate it, and so do they. It's our friends over at CravenSpeed. CravenSpeed.com, home of the electric mini. And I think now would be a really good time for us to hear Andrea's uh, interview. And tonight, uh, we are joined by our good friend, Andrea Jones. She was part of the White Roof Radio crew during Mini Takes the States 2014. She had the opportunity to attend Sneak In Under the Wire, the mini motoring challenge that happened in L.A. here. Uh, I don't know when this is going on to the show, but it say a couple weeks ago. Uh, AJ, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. Todd's here, too. Todd, say hi. I am, uh, I am here. We are uh, yeah, recording on a weird night to yes. accommodate schedules for- and... For this is going to end up going into a show in the future, and I don't, this might be five twenty-eight. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so AJ, you got to go to this thing. You were somehow invited, even though because it was supposed to be like mostly for non-mini owners, correct? Well, then it turned into mini owners, right? Yeah, yeah I, I think I think originally it was pictures. it was just non-mini owners, and then they started sneaking people in, and then eventually I think they just threw their hands up and said, "Ah, let's invite them all." So, so. this was called the. Mini motoring challenge, right? Yes, sir. And I think it was like, uh, what, DB, you remember what, a year or two ago, they did the takedown where you'd go to a dealer and you could go drive like a, a Nissan Juke and you can drive a Fiat 500 and then you can drive yeah, a no, Mini. Yeah, there's like, they've done a couple of those events. It was like one was like the Juke and the, the Volkswagen whatever and the Honda whatever SUV cars, you know. And then there was another one where you could drive like a Fiat 500 versus a hardtop. Right. That was the other one was dirt versus the Countryman. But they had like some some of the dealers. It was just dealer specific though, and they're selling like boxing rings and that kind of stuff. Yeah, like for wrestling. But I don't think this is anything like this. So AJ, tell us all about it. Go. Well, um, you guys probably participated in mini cross events yes. in years past. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was kind of a mini cross event on steroids, more like okay. a fun zone carnival atmosphere. Okay. 
Um, they basically checked everybody in and gave people lanyards with the you know infamous mini tag. Those of us that own minis got a tag that said, "Ask me about my mini." So basically, they were uh, you know putting us all on the spot to do PR, which was fine. Um, and the. <laughs> It's true. It's what it was. It was like, hey, we got our mini owners here. Um, and then the people that didn't have minis, I, I don't remember what their tag said, but basically it was like, I don't have a mini, wah, wah. Um, so that gave you license to talk to people and chat up minis. Um, and uh, they had three courses. Uh, one that I think they were calling the police chase. One that uh, was splat I think I, I don't remember the name of that particular course and then uh, the pinball course okay and in the police chase and the pinball course those were the two that you actually got to compare minis to other automobiles from other companies wow. got it. so I was under the impression for a long time and I'll swear to you that um, they were supposed to have a Volkswagen GTI but it turned into a Volkswagen Golf uh, and then they had a Mercedes CLA and a Prius and the lovely little Fiat 500, a which Mercedes is funny. CLA, really? Yeah. I don't, yeah, that was I, on the police chase. Okay. I just saw a commercial for that car. Which was kind of weird because I was laughing because I was talking to um, one of my uh, Alpha Mini Club members who actually drove the Mercedes. I didn't mm. drive the Mercedes. I drove the, the uh, Golf. Mm. And um, he – or Golf – he – he was laughing because he's like, "Why? Why did they even include that car? You know, it didn't really make a whole." The Golf or the Mercedes? Sense. The Mercedes. Okay, I'm going to tell you why, and oh, no. I have the documentation um, behind this. And what's really weird is they're comparing it to uh, the Mercedes. And I'm, I'm sorry, give me a second. Yeah, the Mercedes, the CLA 250. Okay, here is why they did this: is it is something that uh, that many marketing somehow has decided people are going to compare to the new five-door. It would have made a lot more sense had uh, the five-door been a part of this. Right. And since this was maybe one of the first ones, this is one of the first mini motoring challenges, I think it's going to go around the country to different parts. Uh, they probably will eventually add the five-door. And here's, I've got a document that I'm looking at right now, and I'll read from it, and then we'll, we'll go on. But this is just a, for reference of why they had the Mercedes there. And that is, um, what's the competition uh, for the new... This is strictly about the new five-door Mini, right? Mm. Uh -huh. And it says, with five seats, um, a practical hatchback... Here, I gotta, I gotta zoom in so I can see this because it's very small. It said, with five seats, practical hatchback design, a choice of twin power turbo engines designed by BMW, a truly premium interior and features list, the Mini hardtop four-door uh, really is one of a kind. The Mercedes-Benz CLA 250 may look like a spacious sedan at first glance, but the truth is the mini hardtop four-door has vastly more rear seat space than the Benz does. Really? Uh, yeah, and it says in the mini you'll find a whopping 5.2 inches more legroom in the rear and an additional two inches uh, of uh, rear seat headroom with the rear seats folded up. Um, the mini matches the CLA's trunk space, but with its hatchback design, the mini can also handle... Next page. Uh... Let's see, what else do they say about the Mercedes here? Large, taller, bulky cargo, yada, yada, yada. The CLA has a dual climate control. I like the Mini has a dual climate control feature, which you can only get on the CLA with a $2,300 premium package. So anyway, the whole point is that in in this, and this is like dealer-specific information that's going around touting the um, uh, 
features of the new four door, five door Mini, they are they are really going head to head with this Mercedes CLA. So that's that, funny, and that and that's a twenty nine thousand dollar car with three hundred horsepower. Isn't it crazy? So that's yeah. why the, I think the Mercedes were there. But anyway, go ahead. Well, because that's kind of funny too that you say that, or that you've just read that to me because um, everybody that drove the Mercedes and these were all Mini owners were basically me. The car's not that all that in a you know bag of chips yeah so it was kind of like a a no no comparison and then driving the golf around it just was i mean it had the car has balls but it was just steering wheel i mean it just didn't take turns very tightly it was not and so basically it drove like a volkswagen pretty much yeah okay yeah pretty much Cool, yeah, cool. so that was just bleh. Um The splat course, I think they could get rid of. I mean, it's a fun idea. It was more fun watching people who don't know how to drive uh, <laughs> approach this big giant sign where they were supposed to hit a button inside the car and then this mechanical arm that they'd affixed to the the top of all the minis would fling a water balloon that was full of paint and you were supposed to hit the board. Okay. And a couple of people didn't get that there was a very sharp right turn just, <laughs> <laughs> just before that board. They were supposed to kind of slow down, hit the button, and then turn. And literally, I watched at least two different cars nearly take out their board. Yes. Um, Oopsie. Splat with the car instead of splat with the paint. Oopsie. <laughs> Which would, would have been awesome. <laughs> Not what Minnie had in mind, but it was pretty entertaining. Um, and then that course was just like, hey, whatever. You throw the paint and you turn a few corners and boom, you're back. But the pinball course, that was totally fun. They so had describe, up- <clears throat> describe this pinball course. It was, well, it was more fun at night because it was all lit up like a pinball pinball machine, basically. But they had a lot of like tight turns and, and slalom type things to go through and, mm-hmm. and a roundabout. So you, you got to like punch it at the very beginning just haul ass down the the parking lot and then a really sharp left turn and then just twisty 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 and then the little roundabout and you kept doing that till you got to the end and had to slow down and jump out of the car and get back in line to try another car which was where I thought they kind of should rethink that particular course and see if there's some way you can just jump from car to car immediately as opposed to getting back in line so then you truly get the feel of oh I just drove up Prius, Blech. or oh, you know the Fiat 500. Well, that was kind of fun, but I really like the Mini better. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Which I think ultimately is what they're aiming for. But that course was pretty fun. Yeah. I liked that course. Yeah. I talked to somebody else this morning though that said they really liked the police chase. So. And what was that guess, like? Excuse me. And what was the police chase like? That at night they had lights and fog, and you were supposed to avoid the lights, and it was you know like simulated like a helicopter was chasing you. And then at some point on the course, there were a couple of like tight turns and and a little bit of you know slaloming going on, and then this cloud of smoke, which I still can't figure out what that was for. And then they told you at the very end there was there was this fake policeman, stuffed mm-hmm. man basically, and you were supposed to stop. Like you could haul ass to that, but you had to stop. You could not fly through the stop sign. And um and then provided you did that, then they raided you as you got out of the car and they took your picture and gave you a t shirt and whatnot. But there were people that were just, you know, running the stop sign and right. getting yelled at and whatnot. And it was the same deal. You got out of that car, and then you had to get back in line and wait your turn to try a different car. Right. So, you know, but it was fun. It was a, it was a good time. And, and how long and, were you, how long were you there? Oh, probably about two hours. About two hours. 
So yeah. what do you think the whole point uh, of this this exercise was? Uh, well, I think the whole point was to get you to fall in love with a Mini and decide that if you were going to spend the money on a new car and these are your choices, you would run out and buy the Mini. Which is mm. funny because, uh, like you said, there was there's quite a few you know current Mini owners there. Like they finally opened it up, and there was a lot of people from your local club who mm-hmm. who showed up, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like preaching to the choir a little bit, although most of those people, probably very few of them have the new Mini, the new F56 Mini, which is what you were driving, I take it. Yeah. I didn't meet anybody in line who – actually, I, I think there was one woman that possibly had an F56, but everybody else, yeah. no one had a new one. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it, the people that didn't have them either had a car they really liked or they were there just there because they wanted to – mess up somebody else's car basically <laughs> you know i mean they were in right, the pinball right. course they had i think at one point and i could be wrong on the number but i think they had three manual transmission minis oh wow. dear you that's, could, that, that, that must be that's ballsy worse. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was only one automatic and no one wanted to drive the automatic so when you're standing in line waiting for these cars they all of a sudden you know a mini would roll up and you'd say who wants to get in here it's a it's an automatic and everyone would just stand there staring at each other um, and that happened until probably about, I don't know, it was seven-ish. It got dark, and some people, nice people, you know, just burned out the clutch. Oopsie. Yeah. So all all of the manual transmissions disappeared because they were all just fried. Um, because there were two guys standing in line just flat out told me, that, hey, we're just going to, like, you know, speed shift ourselves around this course. And I was like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sure you are. So that kind of killed that. <clears throat> Interesting. Very uh-huh. interesting. So it was basically just like get to know the new Mini. And um, I mean, like it doesn't sound like you spent a lot of time or had a lot of opportunity to drive the other cars against them. Or was that just a time thing? Well, I was kind of, I had a time thing going on. I wish I could have stayed and driven a little bit more. But it, after a while, it just was annoying standing in line waiting. I right, mean, that was right. the biggest thing. I, I really wish that I could have. And I've driven prius before and i've driven a fiat 500 so it was kind of like man i don't care to really drive those again um and i got in the car with some other people just to see how they were driving and whatnot because it was kind of fun mm-hmm. um you know when you can be a passenger but um it i don't know you just it seemed like you're waiting in line to try something and then you get out of line and then you kind of forget what you just felt so for me like today i went to a mini dealership and i i said i want to drive the Cooper and I want to drive the S. I've just driven my car, so I want to know, I want to see how it feels to drive the Cooper and then get in the S and drive the S. And mm-hmm. I did that. Um, and if I was going to buy a new Mini, I would just buy the Cooper. Um, That's what I tell people now, is like, it is so much more to go from your R56, just so people know, you have a 2009 uh, R56 Cooper manual transmission, is that right? Correct. Okay. I'm Man, my memory, what do you know? Um, but I spent some time with your car. I drove it. Uh, I probably drove it a total of about six, five or six hours on many Texas states, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. Probably something like that. So um, I'm, I'm familiar with that. But going from that to, say, the F56 Cooper manual transmission, I think it feels personally like going from a Cooper to a Cooper S because you're going from um, like 120. 122 horsepower, I'm off the top of my head, in yours, to like um, one, uh, what's the new one rated at DB? It's like 130, 132. 
For what the Cooper? Yeah, the new Cooper. I think it's one almost one forty because it's just a little. It's like one thirty eight, I think. It's up there. So I mean, the difference in in, uh, in horsepower and torque is what's amazing. What were your thoughts on it after getting in and driving this? It was fun. Uh, although he didn't have any manual transmission, so I was driving automatics. But um, it was fun. It was the, the Cooper has nice. has some major like balls. It. You just step on it and whew, flies. And I was laughing because I thought, man, my car will not fly like this. <laughs> Once my car gets yeah, going, on, it'll go. Yeah, it's 134 but, horsepower. On paper, the new Cooper has about as has uh, as much power, almost well, not as much power, but power to weight as a um, R53 Cooper S. So like a 2003 to 2006 Cooper S, it's almost the same power to weight. Wow. Same level of performance. Except yeah. for the top speeds, a little bit lower, but otherwise it's about the same, which is yeah, pretty cool. It was, it was pretty zippy. It was fun. It was fun to drive. Um, yeah. uh, the S, I would probably have motoring awards constantly. It's fast, isn't it? It's really yeah, because peppy. you couldn't not drive it fast. And we yeah. were just driving. You know, we're out in Ontario driving around. You know, kind of in an industrial area near the 15. Right. Yeah. So there's really nobody out there. But at some point, I just, like, let it go. And Stormy looked at me and said, you better watch it. You know, there's cops around here. I was like, I looked before I did that. And then I thought, oh, shit. I think I left my license sitting on the table back at the dealership. Oh, boy. And we just kept on driving. You know, it was good. It was all good. Anybody, anybody here, raise your hand if you've ever gotten a uh, motoring award with a motoring advisor in the car. <laughs> I think I'm the only one. Um, <laughs> you didn't. I did. <laughs> no. Well, maybe he was talking about you. He was, he was saying that he knew some people that that had happened to. They were out. Yep. At <laughs> test drive. It happened to me. Actually, it was my own car. I'm outing myself here. This was back nice. in 2003, 2004. And I'd just gotten a pulley and an exhaust on it. Had Randy Webb put a pulley on it, and I, I was at the dealer, and I, I uh, grabbed one of the motoring advisors. I'm like, hey, let's go for a spin, right? So we went for a spin, and, and there was a 20-mile-per-hour zone, and um, I kind of peeled out up the street, and then all of a sudden, I look at my rearview mirror, and I'm like, oh, cause it's the middle of nowhere. There's nobody on this street. There's no, it's, not, it's not like a residential street. There weren't any houses. There's no children. I was being safe. I looked. There was no cars. There was no nothing except the cop in my rearview mirror. <laughs> and then he pulled me over, and I go, oh, I'm sorry, officer. I said, did you, did you clock me speeding? And he goes, no, but I heard you peel out, right? And I'm like, oh. At that point, I'm like, where do I sign? Because I believe it was a 20-mile-per-hour zone. <laughs> I'm sure I was tripling that in, on this, on this uh, remote street. It was so I got a uh, I got a motoring award for um, exhibition of speed. Exhibition of speed. That's nice. exactly what they call that. I I wanted to frame that thing. Did and, you frame it? Because yeah. you should. Yeah, yeah. That was a uh, that was um, kind of exciting. And with a with a motoring advisor in the car. So yep, I've I've done that. <laughs> nice the only done. difference, the only thing I noticed about the two cars is that that um, the Cooper was pretty quiet. The S yeah. was quiet too, but the S had that you could. It was that exciting sort of little. I know I could make it rumble. I'm uh-huh. sure I could make that sound if I really tried hard enough. I think the Cooper's um, just too insulated on the inside. That's my opinion. I think it's his because la- outside it sounds amazing. Because well, I I spent the day in that car during many takes of states and it was really quiet. Yeah. Like that car that car does it needs something for, it needs a little bit no more noise just a little. Yeah. Because don't you, you know, think like the S we just, just a swap of like an into of the intake filter or right. maybe uh, a, a, a kind of an exhaust, nothing crazy like mine, but just something different, just to give it a little bit more noise. 
Because don't you think the S we were driving was a little bit louder than that Cooper? Oh, yeah, it was a lot louder. Yeah. I mean, it was still quiet, but like when you got on, it was just like, oh, yeah, this, yeah, okay, cool. This car makes better noise. That's interesting exactly. that now that, that uh, Andrew has that same perspective after driving it, that the Cooper is quiet, but comfortable and smooth, wouldn't you say? Oh, completely. It's such a smooth. Sorry, I probably just shouted in your ear, but it no. was completely smooth. I was pretty shocked. I was like, wow, this car is so smooth in comparison to my car. In fact, I was laughing today driving back from Lake Havasu and hitting bumps on the lovely 15 freeway and, and laughing because I'm like, okay, pretty soon I'm going to be airborne in my seat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's not supposed to happen in the front seat, but I was like, so. Woo. So AJ, the other cars that you were that you get to drive, whatever the the selection was, the Mercedes and uh, the Volkswagen, uh-huh. comparing the inventory to the inventory, the interior to uh, the the Mini to those cars, was the interior? What do you think of the interior in comparison to the F fifty six? Just as complicated. Yeah, I mean, I mean what about I, like I don't mean what about overall just... like like quality and that kind of thing? Um, I you know what I don't think the Volkswagen quality wise was that horrific um it seems solid i mean it's you know kind of a german car you know so um it's you know built like overbuilt basically um Mm -hmm. you know when you compare it to like something like the fiat which to me is a tin can just super cheap and then i didn't sit in the mercedes so i can't speak to that but i do know that one of my other um Alpha Mini members, they mentioned that the interior was really nice. You know, it was it was mm-hmm. a posh car, but it just didn't really drive in a very exciting manner. So they weren't. Which is funny because I think Mercedes as a uh, as a brand, it's it's premium, much like BMW. Even the the entry class BMWs, if you will, uh, I think the quality is there. Like say the X1, for example, and Gabe said this, you know, when he had the X1 for a while, he's like, oh, it's so much nicer than even a countryman, like quality wise and, and materials and interior. And uh, I can see that. And I bet Mercedes is, is probably the same way. But it still astounds me. I'm, my mind is still blown that somehow many, many USA thinks people are going to cross shop that Mercedes CLA to a mini, either a hardtop or or the four-door, five-door. That's just what, it blows my mind. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. I was surprised that it was there. In fact, it's really funny. If you go to their website um, for the Motoring Challenge, they don't even list that car on, they they tell you what cars are going to have there for you to test out. So I don't know if the Mercedes was just an afterthought. I, I, I'm I'm really not sure. No, because I think they know. It's not listed on the New York one either. No, it's part of uh, it's part of the marketing, and I seriously think that they didn't have time to change it and get another car <clears throat> because they're really going to compare it to the five door because it does not make any sense up against the hard top the way it is now. Nobody would cross shop those two cars. I, I'm just like, I'm wondering if maybe they thought maybe they'd have the the five door. Like they'd sneak it there, and that would be the big surprise. Because they spent a lot of money doing this, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Because it truly was like this fun zone carnival atmosphere, and they had games that you played when you walked in, and they had that. They had like a mobile screen printing Very thing cool. set up, For and they like were custom shirts. Yeah, they had four different types of shirts you could That's cool. pick from. And they handed you a black shirt that said, you know, Mini Motoring Challenge on the back. And then on the front, you got your choice of one of four different things you could have printed. And they had two guys there screen printing and drawing them for you and then handing you a shirt. 
um, so that was really cool, you know, and then they did this yeah. silly Mad Lib thing at the beginning and they had the, the, the tent with all the mini bags that they like to raffle off mm-hmm. right? and some roving MC with a mic who was following people around and talking to them. And then they had the, this couple I'd never heard of before called the Bumbies, rhymes with Gumby. Um, right. You can look them up online. It's a, I don't know if it's a husband and wife team. I don't really know that much about them other than they do a fair and honest appraisal of your appearance. <laughs> so you stood in line and they wear wigs and headphones and sunglasses and these scarves around their faces so you don't know who these people are and they sit down at tables with these old typewriters and they look at you they don't talk to you they just look at you Uh and they start typing and then they hand you a card about what your what your appearance is what 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 they think you are oh that's funny with a rating and that was kind of funny you know it was like i don't know what that had to do with minis either but you know, it kind of added to the whole carnival fun zone. Minis are fun. Look at the silly stuff we do. You know what this atmosphere. sounds more like to me than, than anything else? It it sounds like it would have been a really good launch idea. Had the launch of the F-56 been more organized and um, intentional. Now, I know a lot of dealers had like a party or something like that. But it was kind of a quiet launch of this car back in March. One, because they launched it in March and it didn't really show up at dealers until mid-April. you know, April. So it was difficult there. But it sounds like it might have been a better idea for a launch party to go around to regions. Say, hey, come check out the new Mini. Mm-hmm. But now they can't really do that because the car's technically been out for... Uh, what about six months or more now? You know, it's been out. It's technically been released for six months, so they can't really call it a launch party. So it's just I'm just confused. I'm still well, confused. See, you guys are confused because we uh, we already own minis. Yeah. So this isn't this isn't an event catered to us, or they don't no, expect I... us to get it. Uh, this is for like people who don't have minis now. Yeah. And they're trying to kind of suck them into the brand, and they say, "Well, look at all this cool stuff we get to do." And I do understand so, the idea of you know getting your existing owners there because they want the existing owners to bring your friends, your neighbors, your relatives with you to go, right. look how cool is it. Like, here, I'm not going to let you drive my car because I know you and I <laughs> know how cook, you drive. You're going to cook the clutch. <laughs> you're, exactly. You're wreck my clutch. <laughs> exactly. I can't remember the last time I let a family member drive my, one of my minis. Um, I, I Seriously, I, I don't think maybe once it's happened in 10 years. But, you know, if you bring your family member, friend, neighbor, whatever, uh, with you to this thing, it does seem like it's a good marketing idea. It does Mm -hmm. seem like it could work. Yeah, I think what probably should have happened, though, for it to work better and, like, have many owners bring people with them is to probably approach the mini owners from the get-go and approach it from that angle. Hey, we want you to come and we want you to bring you know, two non-mini owners, two friends of yours, whatever. I mean, I tried to get people to go that I knew, but after a while, I was like, what's in it for me? I mean, why do I, you know, right. go do this because it's fun, you know, and people have got a million things they want to do. But, I mean, it was it was free. It didn't, you know, you weren't hurting anybody and you got to drive cars and <laughs> so. Interesting. Very, and this happened in L.A. This happened, uh, um, and it was a couple of days. You went to the second day that this went on. I went right? to the second day, but I do know people, and I actually could have snuck into both days because they I got multiple invites after a while, which I was laughing at, and I right. brought it to their attention. So they're gonna scrub lists, and now I won't get multiple invites anymore. Well. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, 
yeah, I kind of do wish I had gone two days because then I could have spent one day just like taking copious notes and following things around and and then the next day just being silly. But I don't know. I, I don't know if I would have wanted to go two days in, in the end, really. Yeah. Well, right. especially if there's a lot of waiting in line and it's like, oh, I don't get to drive these immediately. So I can understand. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. I don't know how they could work that. I've been trying to figure out a way to suggest to them that, you know, you could – Maybe, you know, I, I don't know. I still haven't figured that one out, but there's got to be a way where you could say, all right, you know, first three people, here's the first three cars, get in, go. And then, you know, you just Chinese fire drill them when they get to the end and then the next three people get in. I don't know. Well, I guess all we can say is if you, if it comes to your uh, city, town or burg, uh, look for the mini motoring challenge and try and get a, try and get an invite from your dealer or whoever. I don't know how they do this or how they're going to go they, about it. Well, yeah, I don't know how the initial email blast went out. I don't know whether or not you you already stopped in. They had your email, what the deal was, but they had a they have a website, um, and I'm assuming that going far forward they would continue to put the website out there. And you requested a code, and then they would send you the official invitation. Mm, and once you got, got that, then you were you were set up to go, and all you had to do was show up and check in, sign your life away. Right. Nice. Right. Nice. Very cool. Awesome. So watch out for that in uh, your hometown coming soon. Probably, maybe. Yeah, I would say do it. I mean, it was fun. Why not? Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. AJ, thanks for joining us. Thanks for telling us all about that. We really appreciate your time tonight. Thanks so much. No problem. Thank you. Say a big thanks to our friend uh, AJ, Andrea Jones, uh, there in Southern California for taking one for the team and going to that mini event and having a good time. Even though she probably wasn't supposed to be there because she's already a mini owner. No, they actually – it was completely open. And the one that happened, I think, last weekend in New York. In or New York. Now, at this point, it could be two weeks ago. Uh, a lot of our mini friends from Philly went, uh, from right. the Philly Mini Club in New York, New Jersey area. And right. um, I think they all had a good time. But like we said in the interview, we're kind of wondering, what was the point of this? Yeah, Exactly. Are they trying to get people to upgrade? Uh, which is perfectly fine. It's a, it's I, mean, a sales those, I think I still think they 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 target those events towards people that currently don't own the car. Um, yeah, kind of target kind of targeted to that. But I guess if you've got a, a mini that's let's say two thousand five or two thousand six, right? And you've been thinking about upgrading. You know, you've got one hundred fifty thousand miles on it, three hundred thousand uh, miles on it. Hey, you're like, well, it's time to start thinking about a new mini. Let's yeah. go drive them. Let's go have fun. Yeah, this is the part of the show. Where you, the fine and good-looking White Roof Radio listening audience, send questions into our man Chad, the Reverend, uh, to the feedback form, feedback whiteroofradio.com, or the contact form at whiteroofradio.com for now until I fix the email, which I'm working on. Shh, suck it. Um, and then Chad answers those questions for you. Chad from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. He answers those questions for you relatively free of charge. We actually have a few questions in the inbox. We're going to knock a couple out tonight. And tonight we're going to start off with our friend Alan, who... Um, who remembers that you that Chad has recommended doing a seafoam treatment every five thousand miles for a Cooper S? So then his next question is: What interval do you recommend for a 2013 non S Cooper, which would just be a Cooper, a 2013 Cooper? And thank you for not using Justa, by the way, Alan. I appreciate that. Given that they're apparently less less susceptible to carbon buildup issues, uh, he's in Denver in case altitude makes a difference. And he says thanks. So seafoam on a Cooper, Chad. Um, it won't hurt anything. Okay. But it's not necessary. Because? Uh, the Coopers, uh, at least the early ones, Arctic and I sixes. believe all of them, uh, well, I'm talking the early, like, 2007 to 2010 Coopers. Oh, first gen R56, okay. Yes, uh, are not direct injection. Direct they injection, are, okay. 
they are a standard um, we'll call it an injector car which goes right into the intake path which then allows fuel to go over the exhaust uh, it, yeah now intake yeah, valve yeah, yeah. Right. and uh, wash them clean which is the reason that you get the carbon buildup anyways oh. so um, it doesn't have the carbon buildup because it's already got a washing system in place every single time that you know the valve opens or closes and it's getting the fuel wash from the injector so okay um it won't hurt anything by doing it it'll actually probably clean the uh the whole intake path out a little bit because they do have other build up stuff but not like an s does when you pull a s head uh or you look in inside the uh the intake valves it definitely is really like mountainous and you can tell that there's stuff and you almost want to like take a a putty knife to it and start chipping it off type of thing right. where the Coopers are uh, fairly nice and clean and you can see uh, bits of uh, silver where the uh, the fuel flows and and you can see the actual path that the air takes. It's it's pretty interesting. Nice. So, All right, cool. So on save, a Cooper, save yourself save, a couple bucks. Save yourself a couple bucks and don't worry about it so much. Yeah. Oh, I like that. All right, good deal. Um, thanks, Alan, for writing in. We appreciate it. You can get your prize as you exit the building. There is no prize as you exit the building. I apologize. I don't want to, you know, get your hopes up. It depends on which building you're you're depends leaving. It. There could be exactly. There's, there's uh, a there's a gigantic bowl of candy sitting right next to me. So anybody, see, there you, know. you go. Nice. Um, our next question in tonight. Uh, this is our man Anthony from Rhode Island. So apparently, there's minis in Rhode Island. I had no idea. No idea. Um, he's we, got we a know 2000- we know Anthony. Anthony, he's a big fan of the show. Oh, we know Anthony. Oh, okay. yes, 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 yes. Anthony, hey, how's it going, dude? Thanks for writing in. Um, so he has a 2011 Mini Cooper S with the N18 engine. And uh, at about 20,000 miles, he had the dealer install the BSH oil catch can, which we've talked about before. Chad's a huge fan of the oil catch can on the turbo cars. Very helpful. Yep. We've talked about that previous episode. Just go back and listen. Um, and he also and he, and he did some seafoam at the, t- at the same time. Okay, So basically, he has a really long email, and he comes back to – saying that when he checks his oil catch can, it's always dry. Yeah, I mean, that was that was part of the question. But I think what he was really asking was, I seafoamed the engine, but nothing happened. Mm, okay. And uh, he basically took one can and he split it up equally amongst mm-hmm. his fuel, his oil, and his intake path. Right. And, uh, you know, you can dump it in your fuel. It's basically a fuel system treatment. It works on cleaning injectors and stuff like that. So you're never really going to notice anything there. Um, And while, yes, on occasion it's fine to do, you don't need to be doing that every 5,000 miles. Uh, Same thing with the oil. Like if you're not having any major issues and you look inside your valve cover, everything looks really clean, you wouldn't necessarily need to do that every 5,000 miles. Um, the people that I only recommend throwing in the oil are the people that have bought used cars that they're not, uh, seeing, um, you know, the regular oil changes early and they need to do some detergenting, uh, to the car Mm -hmm. to get rid of already previous buildup. You know, every, our 56 owner can, uh, take their, uh, oil fill cap off when the car is not running. Right. And, uh, you could take a little flashlight in there and you can look in there. Um, you can see if it looks like a really dark kind of golden brown. That's like, okay, I'm waiting. Like, like golden brown and delicious? Uh, yep. 
you know, I don't know how delicious that's be, but it, it's <laughs> definitely golden brown. Uh, that's oil that's burned itself right to the cylinder head. And uh, all of the other components that are in the engine are going to look just like that. Right. That type of thing, when you're putting in the seafoam, will help uh, you know get those uh, deposits of oil, whether it's in the oil passages or just on the uh, the surfaces of various. That'll help get rid of that over time. And I usually tell most people, it's like you know, for the last 500 miles of the oil change, dump it in the oil, let it kind of get in there, and then take it out. All of that gumminess is getting caught in the filter, and you're you know you've got that uh, swishing around in the oil drain it out, most of it's going to be gone, and you'll be good to go. Um, but I think the problem he had is he did not do his um, the intake portion of the seafoam correctly and allow it to take fully hold like he should. Because okay. basically it sucked itself in, in in small quantities, and it just went through the system and burned itself up. Now, yes, some is going to get sucked onto the valves, and yes, it's going to be there, but it's not quite the way that the seafoam is supposed to be. Um, obviously, you want to remove the vacuum line from the back of the engine on your N14 motor, uh, Cooper S., and you want to have somebody in the interior maybe giving it just a little extra gas or making sure it's still running. Because once you unplug a vacuum line or you have some type of major vacuum leak like that, the car wants to start chugging and stuff and sometimes could stall out. But if it doesn't, that's great. You know, you just want to start pouring your seafoam in. Right. Um, and you want to pour it in fast enough that it'll allow it to get into the engine kind of in a big felt swoop but not so fast that you're choking out the engine right away and or you know putting too many liquids into the cylinder to cause a hydrolock situation you know ah right um so as it gets sucked into the car it starts running a little rough uh you know don't be surprised if your check engine light starts flashing at you all that stuff once you start to see a little bit of smoke out the back tailpipe as this car is running rough go ahead mm-hmm. turn it off and wait your five minute minutes is up. Then you go ahead, you start the car. It's going to idle really poorly. You're going to get check engine lights the whole nine yards. Um, but just go ahead, let the car uh, run and work that that stuff out of its system. At that point, it should be uh, smoking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, should have your windows up, or otherwise you're going to smoke yourself out of the car. <laughs> uh, turn the uh, recirculation on so you're not sucking outside air in. And, uh, you know, um, just allow it to idle and, you know, you can give it a little bit of gas, but we're not looking to rev the car. We're not looking to just, you know, you know, piss rev it out there in the, in the parking lot and allow uh, all that, uh, you know, smoke to, you know, be billowing out the tailpipes. You want it to kind of uh, burn everything off. You want it to get out. You don't want to, you know, suck something in wrong uh, because there is going to be residual uh, seafoam, you know, still in the intake path and various things. And if you get too much in one spot, that's never a good time. Right. So after, I'd say, five, ten minutes or so, the car is going to be running better. The check engine light will turn itself off automatically um, and it will stop flashing at you and the car will run better. Um, once you're, you've stopped seeing most of the smoke coming out of the tailpipes, go ahead, take it for a drive. Uh, make sure everything is working good. Um, the check engine light, if it already hasn't gone off, will go off very shortly. Right. Now, 
Keep in mind that every code that it had was stored. So if you have a scan tool of some sort, no matter what option you, you choose, uh, clear those codes you know, so that you don't have anything in there later because you know, the dealer does scan your car from time to time if it's under warranty and it's looking for particular things. So if all of a sudden there's a bunch of codes in there and it's going to give it some type of misfire codes and some type of other code, you know, like going, uh, there's like 15 codes in here. What are we supposed to do? And the, you know, Mini wants to start replacing things because they see the codes. They didn't know what CFOAM is. So um, it's always good to clear those if you can. But if you can't, just keep that in mind. If you're going in for service, mention it to them. It's like, hey, I see foamed it. You see a bunch of lights. Don't be alarmed. It's fine. The car is running good. It's just doing, you know, the door handle just fell off right. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that uh, that is pretty much what I think he's asking for in that particular situation going, okay, why didn't it smoke? Why is, you know, again, if it's not smoking a lot, that's good because then maybe you don't have a lot of buildup on the valves, but it should always smoke at least some. Right. And I think it was just the, the manner that it was put in and how it was uh, achieved to get into the motor type of thing. So, All right. and, there, and there are YouTube videos, while they're not uh, mini-specific, you could definitely go on uh, uh, Jeep Grand Cherokees, tend to be very popular on the YouTube Seafoam channels. Um, but it's very similar in how it works. You're basically putting it in a vacuum line until it chokes out. You wait for it to do its magic. You do a, put it all back together. You start it up. Let it run rough for a while. It'll smooth out. You're done. Nice. Very cool. Chad, thanks for answering those questions. Guys, thanks for sending those questions to us. Keep them coming. For the yeah. time being, use the contact form over at whiteroofradio.com, and you can send those questions. Chad gets all those. Um, and um, and all we ask, is very simple, is a uh, Take a trip over to Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com, and you know, buy yourself something nice. Maybe you need a spare tire. Maybe you've got an F56 and you need a spare tire. Yes, they've got those too over at DetroitTune.com. You should go over there and check it out. It's really it's one of the coolest websites on the planet. It really is. It's only because it's Chad's. Do it's it. carbon fiber, no. so you know it's fast. Dude, it's carbon fiber. And on the front page of DetroitTune.com right now, the H-Sport 25-millimeter comp rear sway bar. Only $245. Go. Hello, what are you waiting for? Go get it. Makes that or a spare faster. tire makes your car faster. Exactly. It doesn't have horsepower, but it makes you faster around the corners. Just saying. Or, you know, of course, we're always favorite to the um, spare tire. Available for all Mini Cooper models at Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. <coughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. I, was cho- I was choking there for a minute. I had to stop. Um, Chad, thank you very much, sir. Um, I believe, though, otherwise, we are done. Are we done? I believe we are. We can, we can uh, regale people with my tales of car repairs next week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, let's do that next week. Let's uh, because they're not timely. They're just funny and fun. <laughs> Char- Chad, you only charge a dollar for tech phone support. Yeah, but you could you could buy twenty of them. Oh, okay. I'll totally get it. I'm gonna get this for my birthday. <laughs> or, uh, you can get thirty of them if you want. <laughs> it's a dollar a minute. He's like phone but, sex. But keep it's in like mind phone sex. that each one weighs a half a pound. So if you order twenty, it's gonna cost ten bucks. But at least shipping's free. So oh, yeah, free free shipping. <laughs> you got that going for you. Why did I never think to put phone support in like a shopping cart system on my website? That's perfect. I love it. You know what? I thought about that yesterday. I was like, you know what? This There's is a lot awesome. of people, and I started telling people. People and they're like, wow, that's a kind of a good idea. I was like, yeah, here, you know, you get five, five bucks. Answer you here, five dollars. Put it in the cart, done. Answer, if, and if, then you if, get you get one question. I haven't gotten anybody that has has uh, sponsored it yet, but I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure if it will like 
make more paperwork for me or if it'll make more money. I'm not sure what that'll work out to be yet. So. <laughs> they should be on is every it, outbound email that goes that you send from your shop. Is it twenty four yeah. is it twenty four hours accessible though? Uh well I mean it's uh no, it, no, no, during, it's not two it's not two four seven. During business during, hours. I always tell people it's like, you know what, if if what I just told you fixes all your problems or it leads you to fix your problems and you're very happy with the service, feel free to make a donation. Send me a tip. You know, five, <laughs> five, if you buy five tech phone supports, that would buy Chad a beer it's or like, a coffee. It's like yeah. tipping your waiter or waitress. You know, if they exactly. do a good it's job. It's like tipping your server when you go. Yeah. That's super nice. I like that. I'm going to link this up in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> done. Yeah, taking care of that. But otherwise, we are done for the night, gang. I want to remind you, though, uh, motoringbadges.com, 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 and also the Wire Radio Swag Store where you can get the very limited edition I Heart Alex shirts still available. Uh, yes. And they, and they are very, they are very good looking shirt. I think everybody should have one. They're all super nice. And not only that, you can get White Afraid of Swag too, White Afraid of shirts, and uh, what else? Do you have Did over everybody, and all the here's details. The, here's the thing that nobody's picked. Like a couple, of, only a couple of people have picked up on yet. If you go to the very specific White Roof Radio swag store at the mm-hmm. at the top of whiteroofradio.com, yes. um, what does it say at the top of there? Let's tell people exactly. It says White Roof Radio swag store. Okay, it says White Roof Radio swag, swag store. Yeah. There is a secret there. There is a secret at the White Roof Radio swag store. If you scroll yeah, all the way, don't tell me. All the way to the bottom, the decal. Yeah. Did you see the price on it? The decal's only a dollar. That's it. Only a dollar for a White Roof Radio decal. That is the secret. Just a dollar. Yep. So everybody go. That's, get the, that's the cheapest decal that you can, the cheapest motoring badge decal, and it's high quality, just like all the other badges. It comes off the same press as the other badges. But you better order more than that because you're going to pay two dollars to have it shipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about <laughs> to say that. So, so like if if you want to help spread the word of White Roof Radio, you could go over there, order like ten bucks worth, get like ten, maybe fifteen, get like fifteen of them. Total send them to you an envelope. You can hand them out your next club meet. Yeah, I might even throw in some extras. See, there you go. I do that all the time for people for bonus. Yeah, it's it's white refredo decals. Come on now, only a dollar. Yeah. All they the other de- at- all the other decals for reals. All the other decals are like three bucks, aren't they? Four fifty. Like if four fifty. See, yeah, four fifty. If you want a, the decal version of a badge, this is a smoking deal. Yeah. Click the link at top of whiterefredo.com, motoringbadges.com. It's a lost we- leader, man. <laughs> That's right. It's a lost leader. We thank them for their support. Yeah. They look good on jets. Yes, they do. Oh yes. They look good on my car. Oh, you know, I want to say one more quick thanks before we're actually done. I want to make sure you guys know, most of you guys know this, but I want you to go check out Lost Coffee. If you're looking for a good cup of coffee, if you're in Colorado, go have coffee at Lost Coffee. If you're not in Colorado, go to lostcoffee.com and order some coffee. Uh, our man JP, he just sent me a big 10-pound bag of freshly roasted coffee goodness from Colorado. I'm really excited about it. Still you waiting on mine. There. You're still waiting on yours? <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say. We'd be happy to put it in our fresh grinder and grind it up here every morning at the Detroit Tune and offer See, it to our customers. We will have to take care of that. And um, and we need, I need also, I also need to place an order for more Lost Coffee decals as well. So it uh, looks like I need to make a phone call to Mr. Lost Coffee himself. Anyway, I want you guys to go check him out. He's a super great guy. We talk about John Paulson all the time. And we only talk about him all the time because we love him. And so you guys should too. Just go check out lostcoffee.com. That's all I'm saying. And that's a freebie, just because I like JP. And he sent <laughs> John's me nice, the best. He sent, me a best. Nice, he sent me a nice box, so I, I, feel, I feel really nice today. But otherwise, we are done for this week. Um, I don't think I had anything else. Let me think. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, we're done. So this is the part of the show, gang, where I like to make the funny clicking sound. And then I say... Questions, comments, or concerns, you can click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next weekend, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. Adiós.
Thank you.